Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. That's no, a really interesting point. Andy. This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> no, I think I said that, Andy. And Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Hannibal. Mister. Dot Commer on Weei.com. Take two. Take you a little behind the scenes here. We recorded a whole podcast. It was a good one. A whole podcast. We fought. Today. We had games. It was really quite, quite an entertaining affair. And then the Patriots put Josh Gordon on injured reserve. <laughs> Dropped a bomb on our podcast. And we had a conversation about how can we just edit this and maybe put in. Nope, we got to redo the whole damn thing. So we're redoing the whole damn thing. But for you, the listener, it's the first time. Yes. Right? It's perfect. Yes. So where do we start? Josh Gordon. Ex-Patriot. It's funny now. Everybody's telling me he wasn't that good. It's not that much of a loss. I have noticed funny that. when I wrote the column saying he needed to step up and was, prove his worth. It was widely criticized, including by local beat reporters, who I now feel like are telling me Josh Gordon wasn't that good. Accurate. Embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. Some of us have been telling you all along he hasn't been that good. Now, I will tell you, because I'm objective. That's all. What I'm all about is objectivity. It's why I had to uh, swallow my pride and sort of apologize to Ben Volan for mocking him on Twitter yesterday when he said Josh Gordon was going to be the odd man out. And today, Josh Gordon is the odd man out. But I also want to say, if you recall, I was somewhat upbeat about Josh Gordon after the opener, after the Pittsburgh game. Yes. And then from there on, he sucked. And you tried to defend him by saying it was hot in Miami. And then the next the home game was was hot, too. The next week? Oh, it was like 85. Yeah, when you were like, oh, it's hot again. Maybe well, it's see, conditioning. I wasn't, but no, I wasn't, Maybe it's the bone bruise. I, I wasn't defending his play. You defended everything about him. I was him. defending you getting on him for being uh, take for taking him out of the game. And who agrees with me? I guess the Patriots. Bill Belichick. One person. So this is yet again where Andy Hart, Bill Belichick shared a brain. Gunner shared a brain. Gordon shared a brain. There's another example. I can't remember. There's also exactly a few that you haven't, but what's not mentioned? We always share a brain. Give me, give me three examples where we haven't shared a brain. Michael Bennett. I think we actually shared a brain. Huh? We thought he was going to be good. I'm not the one who ripped up his contract and gave him more money. We actually shared the very brain on that. No, you didn't. Yes, we did. Antonio Brown. We shared a brain. Bill still wants him. Yeah. So, <laughs> thank you for adding five more examples to where no, we shared a brain. You did not share a brain. Anyway, let's focus. Don't distract me. I need to get home. Uh, that, As do I. Yes. Uh, yeah, you may have a divorce issue on your hands, but that's a separate topic for a different uh, off-season episode, maybe. Um, Josh Gordon is making it quite clear he's not hurt, that they're going to release yes. him from IR. Now, there may be some maneuverings some here where they wait till after yeah. the trade deadline so he has to go on waivers who knows where he ends up maybe old friend brian flores will want to bring him down to we'll get the first crack at him. establish the locker room in miami or something um i also think there's a chance no one claims him based on all his issues on and off the field based on his inability to really perform at a high level um you know i was getting criticized because i said um, i just finished up a shift on weei our sister terrestrial radio station um and I said, sort of, you have a summation here now of 13 months or whatever, 14 months. What'd you get out of it? Nothing. Really nothing. He arrived last year. You changed your offense. Then he sucked at the end. He ended up being suspended. You had to change your whole offense again. You went on to win a Super Bowl without him. Right. Now, again, this year, he really hasn't been that but, good. I mean, you weren't really counting on him this year, so to speak. Who wasn't? I don't think the Patriots were counting on People him. in the media were when they were telling me they had the best wide receiver core in football. In the be- were, okay. I don't think the Patriots were counting on him, so that was sort of a little bit of a bonus. And I don't think they changed their whole offense around. Wait a minute. They were sort of counting on him. I don't think so. 
If Nikhil Harry's on IR and Josh Gordon's not on the team, they would have had major issues. No, correct. They wouldn't have been like they barely would have fielded wide receivers. But they look at they. This Brady would have looked to Gunner. Off, this offseason, they, they went after a number of receivers. They drafted Harry in the first round. They were not counting on having Josh Gordon. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I think they had a pretty good idea that he was coming back, but we can argue that at a different time. The bottom line is, it's over. Yes. It wasn't really worth the trouble, in it my really opinion. Wasn't. You wasted time. You didn't really invest in anything. You, you didn't develop a, anything. You wasted a lot of time. Time, money, energy, people. commitment, people. I mean, yeah, a, a lot went on. So now where do we go from here? Because Josh Gordon's gone. Right. You bring in Muhammad Sanu, so, same day. So it's sort of a flip-flop kind of thing. But two very different players, and yep. I, I don't know that they're going to ask Sanu to play on the outside. They're and not. Be, well, I don't know if they're not. I'm not sold that they're not at some times. Well, yeah. Because but as Bill said today, they're going to use him in a different, a lot of different roles, which is what they always do. But but Sanu's strength is out of the slot. That's primarily where he lines up. We think we'll see what he could do on the outside. Can he be? He's not a big play guy. No, he's not. You know, Flash Gordon he's from five years. He's ago. a possession receiver. Correct. But so is Brandon LaFell, a thousand yard possession receiver wrong who got the nickname the Drive Starter and made key catches in the postseason to help you win a Super Bowl. Which is sort of what they're going to be. Can he be on. that? They kind of need him to be. Because well, they don't, how? because the dark horse here is a guy you wrote off for dead, oh. Nikhil First Round Me? Harry. Me? I you wrote him off for dead. You, you said leading, he wasn't even coming back You were leading recently. That, you were leading that train. I think he stinks. I, I did not count. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm, I'm with you. I can be wrong. One of these days, I'm going to be wrong with one of my hot takes. Maybe he does not stink. Maybe, because I did write the column when he went on IR. I, yep. I thought he needed that. Right. Maybe he'll come back different. Maybe he'll come back looking more comfortable. Maybe the drops and the, the inconsistencies were about, you know, his head spinning and not being ready and all that. Because if he's the guy I saw in, in the preseason practices, in a heck of a lot of trouble. then he is not an option. No, 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 no. Then hope, just hope, hope forget about him. Yeah. Then just say Jacoby Myers, Sanu, Dorsett, now, and Edelman. It is worth mentioning with, with Harry, he's very similar to Gordon. Big guy, plays on the outside, makes contested catches. Slow feet now. So if... If Harry, I wish he was similar to Gordon, circa like 2012-13. But you get what I'm saying. They play on the outside. They make contested catches. Yeah, but you're you're comparing him to a guy named Flash, and he's not Flash. I'm not. Again, he's similar to Gordon their now. Styles are similar now. Their styles now. are similar now. At least Harry's still on the team. Right, but he doesn't have that high end speed. No. That Gordon used to. But he plays on the outside. You're missing my point. Wow. He's closing his eyes when he talks to me right now. He's frustrated. I wish there was a camera to show how frustrated he is right now. Okay, go you, ahead. You get my point. Uh, sometimes. With this one. That if, if Harry projects as you hope he would, he could potentially fulfill yes. Gordon's role. Or he might be irrelevant, right? Yes. Um, and maybe you keep investing in Jacoby Myers. Now, the problem is you have the problem is a slot receiver, a slot receiver, and a slot receiver. How say. many slots you got? Josh you can't Daniel, have a slot without Josh an outside. Daniels on a conference call two days ago mentioned how much Myers has done out of the slot. And you know, Maybe they're just going to run a lot of bunch formations. Everything will be, because I always joke, you can't have a slot without an outside guy, right. but maybe they're just going to run a lot of tight bunch formations. It's sort of the rage. It's yep. what the Rams do and some of these offenses right. do with all these tight bunch formations. But here we run wow. the thing again. It's a good thing we redid this. We talked ourselves right into some good content here. But here's the other Lots thing. Lots of bunch tight formations. But I like it. Okay, but here's the other thing. The Patriots have to change their offense again. Well, luckily, they have a great offensive coordinator and a great co uh, quarterback who has gone through this 
sort of before in various ways. I mean, they did it a year ago. I know. No Gordon, Gordon, no Gordon. Like there was right. that whole three-phase right. transformation. Well, this year, it's going to be similar. You're well, going to have this to year, it's like, evolve it's, week to week. It, They're a game plan team. Well, the, yeah, and like I changed my offense week to week. And they yeah. don't have a running game to lean on, but nope. they do have a great defense to lean on. Which, thank God they do, because otherwise they certainly would not be That's why it's a team sport. I've heard right? that. Heard Three that. phases of the game going to contribute. Yep. Mike Nugent nailing all his kicks last week. Maybe that's coming together. Underrated. Uh, done fine. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, well, two weeks ago they were close, well, close, yeah, yeah, close. Yeah, you, last week it was nice to see middle, oh, right down middle, 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 middle. Yes. Okay, good. Middle, middle. Like a good fastball. Middle, well, middle. What about Jake Bailey? Uh, he has regressed a little. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But he's a rookie. It happens. So you're not. You're. Okay. I'm not like. Oh my God! What are they gonna do? The punter. They need a veteran punter. No, he's fine. All right. Okay. Let's get back on track. We're talking special teams. Um. So I guess they have worked to do an offense. Remake the offense. First of all, if the day had started and I said to you, end of the day, yep. who has a better chance of not being a Patriot, Michael Bennett or Josh Gordon? Who would you have picked? Uh, Michael Bennett. And yet. Michael Bennett's still a Patriot, for now, anyway. Let's get this thing posted. I'm not doing it again if he gets traded. Um, Yeah, let's get into Michael Bennett. He spoke in the locker room. Three minutes. I sort of heard it firsthand, and then I went back and listened to my recorder because he mumbled so much and was sort of quiet. Mumbled with music in the background. It was was much better listen on my recorder than it was live in person, which is strange. Um, And I went back and looked, and it is the tone is very similar to Adalis Thomas, who was a decade ago, two days ago, the comments were made. Wow. October 21st, 2009, Adalis Thomas said, I'm not a kindergartner, I don't need to be motivated, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, interestingly, Michael Bennett, you know, what do you take from this? I don't take anything from it. I was suspended for a game, I lost a paycheck. Right. Like, he didn't take, he didn't, there's no lesson learned. It's America, the whole, all the lines about, you know, difference of opinion. I did think it was interesting. I may owe another media apology. Uh I sort of questioned when (laughs) Matt Chatham said, this might not have anything to do with football. And... Michael Bennett, when asked what the philosophical differences were, were football or non-football, he said both. Right. Um, Could that just have been him saying? Yeah. I mean, I don't really trust or believe a word he says. Right. Well, because in the same media session, in the span of three minutes, he said he enjoys playing in New England. Yeah. And then the next question was asked if he's happy. He says it is what it is. Right. He, He was all over the place. I don't know if he was trying to... Say the right thing, not trying to say the right thing, trying to you know show everybody he's a the tough guy. Because within the same answer, he talked about how you know the team's winning and about the team, it's all about winning. But at the same time, it's about the individual and you want to play and make plays. So what is it? Given his tone and the way he said everything, well, that's what I want to say. The if you read the quotes in print, they don't look as bad as they no. do. And when you hear the audio, and given you- his tone, he's not sorry. No, at, not at all. One hundred percent not sorry. Actually, thinks whatever happened wasn't really his fault, and he wasn't in the wrong. That's the tone. That's that would be my takeaway. He doesn't take think he was in the wrong. He he doesn't want to be the Patriot. Well, he, no, he's he learned wants, that he lesson. Wants, he wants out. Yeah, well, or he wants to play and he's not going to play. You know, they they just they beat the Jets thirty three nothing without him. It's not like they were didn't miss him a bit. Over, not even close. He was a ghost. He was a little ghost. He wasn't there. You couldn't see him. Just wasn't there. They didn't need him, and I think that probably that obviously hurt his case. Yes, they do not need him. Now, would you like to have? I mean, you always want to have extra bodies and right, depth. Somebody could get hurt. This and that. But if, what if, we don't. If he's going to act like this, then who knows how he acts behind the scenes? Well, that's what I was just going to say. We don't know what it's like behind the scenes. How awkward that meeting room is with Brett Bielema when Michael if, Bennett walks and in. And I'll say this though: if it truly was like it is like a huge issue, I don't think he would have been in here this week. Bill just cut bait. Maybe, or they're still trying to trade him. 
That's the other thing. Because if they trade them, they can save some cap money. If they release them, they only save like 800000 I believe. But I got to tell you, all these experts with the cap have been <laughs> letting me down today. They're all that. over the place. I'm getting mixed messages from all of them. Do I need to start studying the cap again? I had sort of given up on it because I trusted these people that really have focused on. They're just going to study the cap. Yep. They'll be the experts on everything. And, and they're all over they the map. No idea what they're doing. They're all over the flipping map. It's so, unreal. So they were all over the map on Gordon. Can they save money, not save money? What does it cost him? What does it not cost him? What happens? Is he a vested veteran? Does he get the guaranteed benefit? Does he not? Yep. No idea. None. I can't rely on you either, huh? I'm not a cap guy. I'm not going to pretend to be one. From now on, you're the EEI cap guy. Add that to your list of duties. Go the more that, you can do, you know. Add that to the list. <laughs> the more you can do. So do, do you think ultimately Michael Bennett is a Patriot as of next Wednesday? No. Is he released or traded? I do not know. Is there somebody dumb enough to trade for him? Pete Carroll. Yeah, I don't know. I tend to assume everybody who's had him on their team doesn't want him back. And we talked about this, I think, last week, where Martellus Bennett burned a lot of bridges, rubbed people the wrong way. Michael Bennett burned a lot of bridges, rubbed people the wrong way. Between those teams that those are Mm. and maybe defensive coordinators that have moved around. Yep. or You know what I mean? Like, there could be a wide web of people that are like, oh, no, I've played the Bennett game. I don't want to go down that road now, again. Why did Martellus work and Michael hasn't? Because <sighs> he played? I that's, don't know. Cause I, 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 by the way, the whole time, you can ask Paul Perillo when we have him on next time as a guest. He and I thought that was a ticking time bomb that could have gone wrong at any time. Yeah. I mean, he talked endlessly in the locker room openly. You'd hear him talking about money and wanting to get the bleep out of here and not like... This and is true. I think, was it he and LeGarrette Blunt yes, had those conversations? Yes. Yeah. So I, I just think that was luck. I, I, I really think it was luck well, that nothing Bill ever went bad. Well, sort of allowed him to have his Thursdays with Marty where he would talk yeah, about whatever. Yeah, wear his NASA hat and right, be funny and guy. And Maybe he just is everything. a little better at that, like faking it, playing the game. Oh, I don't he, know. Oh, he faked it. No, but I mean even just in general, he in life, even he with, played the game. you know, the tight ends. Co- who was he, the tight ends coach? Nick Cayley. Was the tight ends coach back then, too? He's been around that long? Yeah, I think so. I think you might be wrong, but whatever. Let's proceed. Who would have been? I don't know. The George guy Nick, I don't know. Um, Tom Brady went on WEI this morning. It's a great or, station, by the way. You should be a P1 if you haven't. The if you're in Hill. the New England area, set your first button on your car fo- station to listen to WEI all the time. Yes. And get the app if you want to listen to it online. Radio.com yes. app. Radio.com app. Radio. They have a rewind feature, too. You can go back and listen to everything now. Look nice. at me being a company man. Promoting. Good feature. Yeah. Um, so on the, the mock dra- and hot first two hours on a uh, whatever night tonight is Tuesday Wednesday night? night Wednesday night, Wednesday night. good stuff Tuesday night too Monday Tuesday night. night Monday Tuesday Wednesday actually I was on all of them so any of those go yeah, rewind on Friday Saturday Sunday yes um, so Tom Brady went on Greg Hill's show this morning and gave a pretty interesting answer when it came to retirement speculation that was. Picked up this week with Adam Schefter on ESPN before the game, noting how Brady's house is for sale, Adam Guerrero's, Alex Guerrero's house is for sale, his contract's up, how that there's speculation there that this could be Brady's last year as a Patriot. And he basically said, I could be done tomorrow. It could be. It could be. Well, he didn't really say that because he said, it could be any day I wake up and say, well, that was fun. Will that be this off season? Will that be down the road? But it was, I think, the first time that Brady sort of didn't really totally hitch his wagon to forty-five. Um, not the first time because I do think post Eagles Super Bowl, it's the, the most, most recent. recent time. But this plays into what Brady is. He has 
ridden this roller coaster for years, and I'm going to tell you it dates back to like 2004, 04, 05. After they won that Super Bowl, he was like, oh, there's got to be more than this. This is all there is, blah, blah, blah. What? You just won your third Super Bowl in four years. You're on top of the flipping world. You're visiting the Vatican and the White House. You're, you're doing beauty pageants. You can do anything you want, Tom Brady, and this is all there is. There's got to be more than this. So that happens. It ebbs, it flows. And I think part of it is the, the torn nature of his mentality. The one thing I think he's been honest with, he can't find anything in the world that he likes as much as football. I think he's probably tried. Right. Oh, there's no doubt he's tried well, endlessly. Really, I think, honestly, he's probably tried this TB12 thing, and I think deep down, like, he likes it. But I think he's starting to realize, like, I, I agree. I can't do this. I All agree. All the time, I can't do this. I agree. He doesn't want to coach. Nothing. He's not. He's being be honest. He can't find anything else that gives him the juice, the feeling, the whatever, the competitive nature. And it's a sad thing. It really is. It's a little bit of a sad thing because even though he's on top of the world, where does he go? And to be honest, he doesn't have to go anywhere. He can go to Costa Rica he can, and he can play golf, pick coconuts and golf. Now maybe that won't fulfill him maybe either. Not. Right. Probably not. Golfing's boring. He'll realize that at some point. You haven't yet. Nope. Um. But I think that's what it is, and the pressure's at home. We know Giselle wants him to retire. He's been very honest with that. Oh, I negotiated a couple more years and this and that. So it was alarming sort of to read the words and to hear him say day by day, basically, yeah. and borrowed time. And, like, and I don't, like, I don't know. Right. It, it's, it's actually the opposite of Gronk on our station a week ago when he said – I don't have it right now. No, it's right now. It's a no. But what would it be to come back? It would be the itch and it would be the itch for a day and then the next day and the day after that. And the itch would be there for like two weeks straight. And he'd say, "Ooh, the itch is still here for Brady. It's the stopping of the itch. It's the itch to retire and just wake up and then wake up another day and say, damn, I really I mean, we mocked the guy. It's Vontez perfect. No, that's not his name. What? No, not Vontez Perfect. The other guy. <laughs> I've been are doing you too much. About? The Bills cornerback. Uh, um, the guy that quit in the middle of the yes, game. Yes. Yeah, uh, Vernon Davis's brother. Yes. Uh, Von- Vontez Davis. Yeah. So I had the name right. So yeah. don't mock me. It's not that bad. But he just decided mid game, if you read the stories that he's written now, right. first half it was like, whoa, I don't belong here. Like, right. I don't feel this anymore. And then halftime he said, I'm out. I'm out. Bye. And I think that's what Brady's saying and Gronk is saying. Like, it, it can be sort of dramatic. And am I worried? No. No, he's not going to retire tomorrow. He's going to finish the year. So what should we do? Well, you say just enjoy it. Just Why enjoy shouldn't the you? ride. Why shouldn't you? You should. I brought this up to you, and you had an idiotic response to me. If you have a filet sitting in front of you, are you worried about your next meal? It's me. And you said yes, like a moron. Most people would say... I am going to eat the hell out of this filet, well, and I'm going to enjoy well, this filet. You didn't present it as an, the filet. You just said your meal. I said if you have a good meal in front of you, are you worried about your next one? And you said yes. Well, if you present it as a filet, then it's different. Okay, chicken parm. Okay. I can get on board with that. Steak and cheese sub. I don't care what it is. I'm enjoying that meal if it's something I enjoy. Do you enjoy Tom Brady and watching him play quarterback? Everybody in Patriot Nation does. Yes. So stop worrying about when he's going to stop playing quarterback. Well, it could be February. It could be you, February five years you down have the road. Don't worry about it, though, because. You if, don't. What about the. Okay, you don't. Why not? Enjoy the now. Live for the now. Okay. But Live I'm, for the now. But put yourself in Bill Belichick's shoes. You know why they call it the present? Because it's not the past. Because it's a gift. 
Oh, yeah. Good one. <laughs> you used that one earlier. <laughs> I know. I wanted to get it back on the podcast. And now, and you know, it got ruined. You know, <laughs> my I, delivery was better this time, no? I had no idea what you said the last time. Oh, my time, God, you now, moron. Now I get it. I'm glad. You freaking moron. I'm glad, I'm glad you retold it. No wonder it. people rip you on Twitter. Now I, under, now I understand it. It was good. Okay, so it's a gift, so enjoy it. I am, yes, sort of. Why sort of? Because you need Why do you have to worry? You know who makes a lot of money? Because No, no, no. You know who makes a lot of money to worry about next year? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick and Nick Casario. Is Nick Casario going to be around? I don't know. But right now, between them, they make, I'm going to say, damn near $20 million. A year? Yes, combined. Yeah, probably right. They get a lot of money to worry about that. That's their job. Let them do it. You know what my job is? Just well, it's to cover it. the Patriots. Right. But fan, as a fan, if I say, what's my job? Just to enjoy it. Enjoy Tom Brady. Watch him. Now, I so, will say so he's don't, not... Don't, don't stress about what's to no. come. No. Why would you stress about it? Because you know it's going to come. But is it, if, it's at, if you like to do those things, I'm not going to tell people how to live, but if, you like to do, but if it gives you any like stress or trepidation, don't let it. Just enjoy that he's your quarterback right now. Go watch a go watch a Jets game. Go watch a Jets game and say, "Whoo, boy, am I glad Brady's still here." Well, I think right. Yes, but that's just not the mentality of people in New England. If you want to do that mentality in Green Bay or the Midwest or somewhere like that, that might fly. But here in New England, but haven't that's, mentalities that's, in New England changed a lot? How, Things have changed over the years. We used to be loserville. We expected everything to lose. Okay. Now, what do you expect to win? That's the expectation. And I'm not just talking about the Patriots. I'm talking about baseball. They hadn't won in 86 years, right? The Celtics hadn't won in whatever, 30 years. The Bruins hadn't won. The mentality around here has changed. So let's change the other mentality. Enjoy it. If you want to mock me like I'm a freaking Cardinals fan or something, that's sort of what you're mock me. But enjoy Tom Brady because it's going to be gone soon. We know that. It's the reality of the situation. He's on, in his own words, borrowed time yes so enjoy it don't stress so much all right glad your infomercial is out of the way yeah i do feel a little like tony robinson that's unlike me um i'm a pessimist by heart very negative the browns game this sunday is it a game no 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 well you said last week was going to be a game and you were wrong people were ripping you. you on twitter i know i know but they ripped you more well, you notice how that works? Yeah, I, 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 have, I have noticed that. Not only just me, but I think like every other media member that covers the Patriots predicted it was going to be a game. Oh, everybody. Who, who did, Name someone that said it was going to be a blowout. Nobody. I don't. Well, there was probably like Jerry Thornton or some super fan who says every game's a blowout. Right. Fitzy, right. our guy. One of those people. Well, like, Fitzy, blowout. Fitzy says they're going to, he thought they're going to lose. Well, he's kind of negative. He also said it was going to be, it was a must-win game. You know what I've learned? Some of these guys are sneaky negative. I have. Fitzy, learned. Mike DeSalt. Yep. From the my Pratt's replacement propaganda. at Yeah, from Pat's propaganda to Patriots.com. They have a little sneaky old school New Englander like right. negativity still just, in them. Yeah. It's still in their spine. They yeah. can't quite get it all out. So I don't think it's gonna be a game. I think it's gonna be Is it a test? Uh it's better than what they got the last time. The talent on the other side of the field is better, correct? For sh- no question. Even though the quarterback hasn't played well consistently, he's a On paper, this is by far the most talented team they faced. And there's a chance, and I said this the first time we recorded this podcast, I'm just going to keep playing the hits. It seemed good the first time, so I'm going to keep... Might as well. Um, it was better the way I set it up as a choose-your-own-adventure the first time, though, yeah, that people will never hear. Nope. That's too bad. That was good. So I can revisit that. Since they've never heard it, you I can, can use can that, that in next a week. future podcast. Okay, so I said... I, Sam Darnold talked about how his first pick, like the whole game, just blew up with the right. first pick. He thinks it could have been a different game had right. he not thrown that pick. 
I don't know if that's true or not in that case, but I think this is a game where there's a similar potential butterfly effect. Yep. And positive, negative, snowballing, you're in a game, you're competitive, or you're getting rolled. If OBJ, if Odell Beckham can catch a slant, and, and I don't need him to go 80 for a touchdown like Josh Gordon once did at Gillette Stadium against Aqib Tlaib. If he can just go 40, make a big play, inject some life into Baker Mayfield, inject some life into Feel the offense. Feel like they can move the ball against the Patriots. Right. Defense. Maybe convert a third down. It's a novice concept for teams that have played the Patriots the this year. What is it, like 12%? S- silly. I personally believe that's the silliest stat they have right now. Not the interceptions, balls bounce funny, things like that. Not even the points. Teams can't move the ball. They can't make that guy over there, hey, you, you know how the ref waves him down to move the chains? Opponents can't do that. But do that a little bit early. You get off to a good start like the Patriots did last week. Again, doesn't have to be 16 plays, 80 yards, touchdown. Just move the ball, be competitive. Don't screw up. Prove to yourselves that that you can play with the Patriots. Belichick's whole theory I don't know if you've heard this. Mike Lombardi spews it all the time. Bill has talked about it. Players have talked about it after playing for Bill. Before you can win in the NFL, you have to not lose. Correct. The Jets lost on Sunday very early. Yes. They never had a chance to win because they lost early. Right. If the Browns cannot lose early, can avoid losing early, maybe their talent can can produce later in the and game, Baker stay competitive. Mayfield is probably the most capable quarterback of thriving off of momentum and get and you know he's, be, living, he's living in the moment and, and he's the best they've played forget all that he's the best quarterback they've played he's well, better he does, than he Donald does, he does lead the league in interceptions no 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 I'm just saying for the totality of his very short career oh, for sure for well and, Roethlisberger but he was Tommy John surgery his elbow was falling apart he couldn't throw yeah. okay you know what I mean yes but I think Health, everything considered, right now, Baker yes, Mayfield's the best. he's better than Josh Allen. He's better than Sam Darnold. He's better than... Certainly better than Sam Darnold was the other night. Better than Luke Falk. He's not going to poop himself. Yeah. Um, so, Miles Garrett, there's some talent on that defense. There are some athletes on that defense. Nick whereas, yeah. the Patriots are not offensively a known commodity right now. So, They're there's no guarantee not. that that defense isn't going to have a chance to make and some also, plays. And also, we should also mention this, too. Sneaky uh, injury for the Patriots, Shaq Mason. Yes. He could be left with Jermaine Alubinor. I don't even know what that is. Playing right guard. It's a character in the Beauty and the Beast. Think about it. Like they're they're gonna they could potentially go into a game with Marshall Newhouse, Joe Tooney, Ted Karras, Jermaine Alubinor, and Marcus Cannon protecting Tom Brady against Miles Garrett. Tom Brady, I might call in sick. <laughs> Bill. Bill something in the throat. I know I haven't missed a single game in twenty years. <laughs> I'm out tonight. I'm not gonna make it. I don't think he's going to go that far. I don't think he will either. More likely, those guys will line up in front of him. He'll go 16 plays, 78 yards, Probably. score a touchdown, and the game's over. That's the more likely scenario. Um, but there, the questions with the offense remain. They're going to remain until like, the end of the season. Is Sanu going to play? Yes, especially with Josh Gordon no longer being in the picture. Well, what if he's not ready? Josh Gordon didn't I, play in his first I, game. Yes, but the, the circumstances were different. You actually had a depth at that position that year. You have depth now. You got a million receivers. You do? Yeah. Who? Gunner, Jacoby Myers, so you, Matthew Slater. Right. So if you if right, if if uh, Sanu doesn't play, you'd go into the game with Matthew Slater as your number four wide receiver. That's not ideal. No, it'd probably be James White. Which Let's is, be honest. Which is Brandon Bolden, James play, White. Even if he has a you know twenty five. Okay, so if he plays, what if he runs book? right and Brady said run left? I said Linda, not Rip. Then you learn on No, the you, no, not Rhonda. Linda. Well, that's why you dummy down the playbook for him and give him 15 plays to make sure he knows for sure and run those plays. <sighs> is that great? Good news is you keep it simple, sort of like the simple 
coach on the other side of the ball. I think one thing that's holding the Browns back is their Brady head Kitchens. coach. Yeah. You know if you I mean? ask me who I have more confidence in, in the Patriots coaches or the Browns coaches, that is the biggest slam dunk of the century. Okay? That's one of those guys, the mascots, that are on a trampoline and do a flip before they dunk it slam dunk. Before, while we get into the coaches, why is everybody so obsessed with Adam Gase? Like, because well, he was Josh's Bill, wide receivers coach. There's a personal relationship. Bill Belichick raves about him every week. He because raves Josh about him. likes him. Peyton Manning likes him. But what's there to like? The guy is, he can't get it done. He's beaten them. Once, twice? A couple times. I think three, if you include him as an assistant coach, maybe. All right, but the way he put Sam Darnold in a position to succeed Monday night was atrocious. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit... But like, I Both know, of those things sucked, you know? I know the Jets aren't great, but you can scheme something up if you're even close to a competent coach to move the ball. Yeah, but his quarterback had a meltdown. You have Lavian Bell in the backfield. His Lavian Bell had some yards. He was actually a, the highlight of the uh, the offense. Right, but he didn't do much. Well, when you're the only guy and you're down big, I mean, I'm just saying you, you have do. one of the you have one of the best running backs in the league. Okay, so Gay sucks. Yes. Is he worse than Kitchens? Yes. Nah. Kitchens is, went is Gase, from quarterbacks coach Kitchens? to head coach in like a year. He didn't call the plays when they started the season he, a year wait, ago. You're, you're telling me you're going to take Freddie Kitchens over Adam Gase? No. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying too. But the eyes bother me. Yes. Who? Who would I rather? Technically speaking, I think Gase is a better coach. Yes. I would rather have Freddie Kitchens as just a general it's coach. Like entertaining and no, but I I just Gase rubs me the wrong way. He just rubs me the wrong way. I know when Amendola went there, he was like, oh, Adam's one of the boys. He's like a player's right. coach. I don't know what Adam. I sort of last because he's out of there. I don't know what Gase is all about. I don't either. I, but, I don't. But the Patriots love him. Casario, McDaniels, Belichick, Brady, all talked to him for Because Josh years. loved him. What? How do you think Tim Tebow got to New England? Uh, Bill Belichick. Josh. Okay. Josh vouched for him. Okay. Like, th that happens. He's got Brandon Lloyd. You know how Brandon Lloyd got to New England? Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels vouched for him. And what happened? Didn't work out. He had a thousand yard so what, season. So you're saying that Josh McDaniels has a bad eye for talent? Uh, at times, yes. So does Bill Belichick. I think Everybody he's a much does. better coach than he is an eye for talent. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's why he's, he's a much coach. better coach. Yeah. He can take and make it work. I don't know if he can always pick and say, this guy's going to be good. That He'll make good with what you give him. Uh, we're really far afield. We really here. went what off happened? topic there. Um, so, getting back to the game. Yep. The Browns' offensive line, not good. Nope. Correct? Correct. Um, their run game is good, by the way. Nick Chubb. Uh, not just Nick Chubb. <laughs> Remarkably, every guy that's touched the ball for them and run it is averaging like over five and a half yards a carry, led by Chubb. But like any person who's uh, Hillert, Hill, Hill, Hilliert. Yes. Um, well, and, and this is without Kareem Hunt, too. Right. And so they can run the ball a little bit. But Chubb is a concern because tackling's been an issue for the Patriots. If you're going to point to one thing that's one been an issue. On the Patriots defense, it's been tackling. tackling, tackling and big plays that sort, and they kind of came together. Well, coincided. and the Browns do those things both well. Bill Belichick oh, said for yeah. every single day this week, the Browns have the third most big plays in the NFL over the last two years. Can we talk about that? I'm yeah. pretty sure he's actually recycling a talking point he used to prepare for the Browns like a decade ago. Literally, I remember him saying the Browns can score from anywhere on the field. And I remember thinking, then why don't they? Why do they stink so bad? Right. If they can do it, why don't they? And mocking him. Now, I hope that wasn't the game they lost to Peyton Hillis. Yeah, I reminded you. I don't that. think that is the same timeline, and I never went back to check. Um, I was too so busy. That, so that could have been the Josh Gordon game at Gillette. No, it wasn't a Gillette game, I don't believe. I believe it was so a, a road was game. that Peyton Hillis game? Because that, nah, that was on the road. Nah, whatever. Um, that was a whole con 
combination of factors and coaches and everything. Okay. Um, do I think the Browns can upset the Patriots? Can. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be the biggest upset in the history of upsets. It wouldn't be the biggest upset the Patriots had this season. But it'd be a shocker. Yeah. It would be a shocker. Yes. Like, I would be really surprised. But I think you would look they back. Have, they have the greatest chance of beating the Patriots than a team has since week one, probably. Yes. Well, except for the, the Bills. Bills, who you said they didn't deserve to win that game. Thanks for the reminder. You bring that up every week. <laughs> yes. That is your Sam Darnold version of, I'm seeing ghosts. <laughs> I'm, that's going to stay again, with you for a while. You, if you read the piece. Okay, I, no one read the piece. They just l- looked at the headline and moved on <laughs> and ripped you. Thanks. They were too busy going to write a tweet to make fun of you or something after they read the headline. Thanks for the reminder. Okay. Um, we're going to do questions? Yeah, we might as well. That's how we do all these podcasts. Yeah, we might as well get into questions. Uh, do you have any? I do, but I didn't open it yet. Well, you didn't give me enough time. You're the host. So I'm opening them right now. I always, I always expect you to be all the right, host. All right, here's one right off the top from Christian with a T-I-A-N. Bigger disappointment through week seven, Michael Bennett or Stoney Michelle? What did I answer the first time? I don't remember. Uh, I am going to say Sony Michelle. Me too. Um, now, I'm hesitant just because... This is probably like strictly on the field, I think we should... Well, say. yeah, um, but I'm not really disappointed off the field. I knew Michael Bennett was a dink off the field. Like I kind of expected there would be something like this at some point. On the field... I wish we could go back and podcast and find how many sacks you predicted Michael Bennett was going to have. In probably 10. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. I might have said eight. I probably said eight. Oh, okay. 10 probably feels but like you, a lot. I, how many does he have? Two and a half, I think. If he played more, how many would he have? Isn't about if he played more. I'm just oh, it isn't. Speak to the backs. Yeah, I'm just saying he could very easily have eight sacks. I told you this. I think I. You was, told me nothing. Can you admit that I was pretty dead on with Michael Bennett? I said that he would not fit the system because every other system that he's played in asked him to get up the field and go after the quarterback. The system for the Patriots does not do that. I, suddenly, I had suddenly I had questions that it. Were Are they court- playing defense differently than they have? That's actually a question uh, that will be featured in the mailbag tomorrow. Oh, okay. So let's focus. I'm going to say Sony Michelle. I had high hopes for Sony Michelle this year because he finished so well. Now the offensive line has not been good. It's not all his fault. The blocking has not been there. But I would say this: I don't think he gets more than is blocked ever. Yes. If they suck and it's blocked for a one yard loss, he takes a one yard loss. If it's blocked pretty well, he gets five yards. Mm-hmm. He never takes the poorly blocked and gets you four or the pretty well blocked and turns six into 26. I just think he gets what's there. And that's not good for a first round pick. No. And we've, we've talked about it. If you were a third round pick, we'd be having a different discussion. Now, Michael Bennett's disappointment is he is playing with a good unit. Like everything is good on the defense, right? So theoretically his job should be easier. Anytime he's in there, everybody around him, you know, Brett Bielema, I don't know if he wants to hear it, but said Adam Butler is an assist guy. He's right. Everybody wants to line up next to him because he's going to make right. your job easier. Right. It's not like the O-line blowing blocks and Sony's trying to make up. And Bennett can't even find a way to be productive, positive factor in that system that is working right. so well. So he is a big disappointment. And the fact that he could end up not even being on the team soon, that's disappointing. But just so much was being expected from Michelle. Coming yes. Off of, Bill always talks about the jump guys take from yes. year one to year two, and we just haven't seen it. It's, and, on, it's honestly been a regression, 
Probably because right. of the offensive line. And I wanted him, most importantly, I wanted him to look explosive. And he hasn't. He has looked less explosive. Except for that one time in the preseason, which leads us to believe that the preseason means nothing at all. Yes, that is true. But he's looked, I think, more more sort of sluggish in his running than I expected. And he hasn't been an improvement in the passing game, which everybody thought there would be some of that. He even dropped a screen pass the other night, correct? Correct. A bad one. Yeah. Uh, next question from uh, C A D Queso. Ooh, cheese! When does the O line improve the run game? Why did they put Devlin on IR since he's joining the team on the road and seems okay? Sure, they have kept him off IR considering how much they need. Wins. What do you think he, he should be in a coffin if, he, if he's on IR? <laughs> Just because you're on IR, yeah, so does uh, um, David Andrews. David Andrews, and he's got like I almost swore. He's got shit going on in his lungs. You can swear in this Yeah, podcast. shit, as Antoine Smith used to say, shit. Um, Bill was asked directly today if uh, James Devlin is a consideration to return, and he said we'll take it day week to week or day to day. Yeah, um, one of those His cliches. tone did not say anything. Well, uh, just what he's not see. coming back. No. No. It's sad. But that, I mean, uh, what is he supposed to have, like a bone popping out of his neck or something? Right. Clearly, I said it. What did I tell you the second it happened? You were worried about his career. Yeah, not just the season, career. Neck injuries, muscular and disc in a neck of a fullback, that is a bad, bad deal, Very man. Bad. So, um, but he did get a nice, um, uh, I'm not going to use the term. Let's say shout out. I was going to say. No, I know you're going to say something else. Rhymes but. with, uh, you know the wholesale club where you can buy things? <laughs> yes, I do. What's that, what's that store's called? Uh, the name of a, a Red Sox pitcher with the initials B and J. Yes, BJ's. BJ's. Great store. I don't know if they're a sponsor, but we love BJ's. Um, James Devlin. Uh, Bill said he's helped even him. What are you laughing so hard about? It's a store. I know. Do you go there? <laughs> I know. I, just, I have a membership. I can show you my wallet. Thank you. Okay. I just want someone to clip that out and put that in the, in the system. <laughs> um, but no, a lot of praise for what he's brought to Bill, the perspective, and what he's brought to as they've worked yeah, that was, through. That was, that was like a real quote from Bill. Yes. Saying like he, Which worried me even more, by the way. Oh, but like the future? It just worried me like he's about, so he gushing. He said the same thing about David Andrews, though. Who says he's coming back? All right. Right? Well, he said he was coming back. Lung injuries are a concern. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people say they're coming back. Remember um, Armstead? Um, yeah. uh, he was coming back until he didn't. Ar- yeah. No, Eric's his brother. Yeah. Which one did we have? That was a long time. Armin? Ago. Armin Armstead? Sounds close enough. Jesus, you just want to get this done, huh? I'm looking out for more questions. We had a ton of them. Why can't you find them? Well, because I don't want to repeat the ones that were Didn't we talk them? about doing a hashtag so we could find them easily? Yeah, that, that'd probably help. Um, that'd probably help. This one is from, uh, oof, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this, F-U-A-D-N-E-H-E-M-E-N. Why has the defense changed so drastically from last season? The personnel is practically the same aside from Collins. Going from an old, non-athletic side to an all-time great defense as of now, what has changed since Super Bowl? Good question. How would you handle this one? Well, it's actually going to be featured in the mailbag tomorrow, but I don't know. I think that they're playing together. Don't say tomorrow. Podcasts are timeless. We post it on Thursday. Uh, they have a year of more experience. Stephon Gilmore continues to become the best cornerback in the NFL. Dante Hightower is healthy. He's been on the field. He's moving around better than ever. Kyle Van Noy's role's grown a little bit. I think they're better on the defensive line. Danny Sheldon's come in a new player. Lawrence Guy continues to be a great player. Adam Butler is taking it to another level. So I think all these players are taking their games to the next level. 
and therefore their defense has grown because they weren't a bad defense last year. At the end of the year, they're you know a top seven defense. Right in the Super Bowl, they were very good. And then you added Jamie Collins, who huge who had the, impact. Yes, massive impact player. Now Bill's preparing for the Browns without Jamie Collins right now, which is strange for Bill. I think um, another thing, Bill Belichick is now calling the play. Or the okay, you finally you buried the lead. Oh. You, you think that Bill Belichick... I think Bill Belichick taking a more hands-on approach has been a big positive for the... Oh, I'm not he's a great that. defensive coach. Well, he's a great coach. But he still was playing a role Right, but it's, it's a much larger role now, we can agree, correct? Yeah. Dante Hightower has talked about it. He talked about it to ESPN the other night. The fact that, you know, in the past, you the message was the same. Bill's always, as he said it, and I've said it for years, Bill was always running the defense. Right. But he tells this guy to do something, and that guy tells that guy to do something. And it's like the operator game you play when it's a kid. Sometimes the message changes a little bit or a lot in between, and there's just too many layers. Now it's direct. He's running the meetings. He's running the show. He's bringing everybody together on the sideline. And don't tell me he's done that before. He's done that with players. Now it's literally every coach is like listening like, I don't know what I'm doing. Hopefully Bill tells us for the next series. Like He is running the show. And you know what it's good for? What is it good for? The organization. You know why? Because he's going to stay around longer. Reinvigorated. I used this comparison the other night. Remember when, you may not have seen this, but Bobby Bowden used to run Florida State on a golf cart. He would drive around practices, check in here, look around, had the, uh, whatever they call those hats, the The, like. uh, Cowboy hat-ish. Whatever, yeah, but like. Bucket hat? I don't know, whatever it is, but he had the hat. He was semi-retired, right? Yeah. Bill has been like that, I think, the last few years because he had Matt Patricia and Josh McDaniels, guys he trusted. Colin, Bill Belichick has focus, been retired. Focus, focus, You said the Patriots should lose a game. They deserve to lose a game that they won. Focus. You don't want us clipping these things. Bill Belichick was sort of just arms crossed on the sideline. Okay, Matt's running the defense. Oh, look to my right. Oh, yeah, there's Josh running the offense. Now he is reinvigorated because he's running the defense, which he loves. It sort of gets back That's to his roots, thing. right? And I also think ego-wise, everybody talks about Belichick's ego. Yeah. In a pass-happy, score-happy, offense-first NFL, he's the story of the season is his defense on a historic pace, doing historic things. Now, the 49ers are doing some pretty damn impressive things as well. But the Patriots have a better chance of it lasting. Before yes, I think he loves... Everything that's going on with his defense right now. But I also think that's a big reason my defense is so good. Talent, cohesion, continuity, all those things, communication, all of that. Collins, it's all C's. Yep. But the real big, the two B's, the two B's at the top of the letterhead. Bill Belichick running the show. No, but to counter that a little bit. Oh, you want to fight back? Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying that he still was around these last years. and if, Is he more actively involved? Yeah, he's more actively involved. Thank you. Involved. No further questions, but Your my, Honor. But my Got an is, argumentative witness here, Your Honor. But my thing is that you're saying, like, if Bill didn't like something, he would say something. But I think also he wanted to give his coaching staff, whether it was Matt Patricia or Brian Flores, the freedom to do their own thing. And he did. Right. And it worked right. for the most part. Right. But Why now can't... he's doing everything. And who's smarter? Bill Belichick's smarter than anyone you'd say. No, not really. But if I'm going to trust a guy, am I going to try? Like, if you want to have a great meal and it's this crazy meal, are you going to go to the guy who invented the meal or all the sous chefs that he taught how to make it? You'd rather go to the guy who invented it, right? Of course. Thank you. Bill Belichick is the guy who invented this meal. I wasn't discounting your opinion. I, was just... I don't know if you can tell. I'm kind of hungry. I've been ringing up food a lot. <laughs> Freaking starving. We all are. Um, There's no we. It's just you and I. 
There's not, it's not a family here. We're what are our, you? our listeners. Yeah. They um, could be hungry, too. Last one. They should enjoy their last At meal. Pat's Nation, Ohio, was giving up a second rounder for a 30-year-old worth it. And it's new. Yes. Before the Gordon news or yes. after? Yes. Because reports were that there were a lot of teams interested, a lot of threes on the table for the yeah. Falcons. Patriots, too, is essentially a three. I mean, if this season goes where everybody thinks it's going to go, everybody's planning for Jimmy G versus Tommy B in Miami, right, for the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, that's the 32nd, 31st, 30th. Wherever. I mean, they're going to be – they go to the AFC title game every year. So it's basically a lock to be a that it's going to be a third-round pick, right? Right. And you wanted him. You needed him. He's, by all accounts, who knows, but by all accounts – he is a patriot. He's always been a patriot. He just Tough. hasn't been in New England. Lines up in the middle, isn't afraid. Versatile, hardworking. You know anything you think is a patriot characteristic. Seems like a good guy. Durable, available, like everything. Yep. He, he's a patriot. Well, they've been trying to get him for years. Even, right. Even for when he was drafted. We go way back. Bill said. Um, back to, we saw all those guys are Rutgers. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I'm serious. What do you think? My son was there. We scouted them all. I loved. I love Shiano. My son was there. I'm going to see them all. Um, that was a terrible Belgic impression. I don't Awful. know what that accent was because it wasn't an impression. It was just a voice. Awful. Not Whatever. What he said, it works. Awful. No, I know. I paraphrased. Awful. Um, what was the question? Where are we? Oh, a second rounder being worth it that the Patriots yes. second round pick is Does anybody pick. really think that this was a bad trade? Like, we're going to, oh my God. I no. Can't believe he gave up that two for I mean, Sanu. They're also not in a position like the Texans where they're giving away all their draft picks. They have multiple right. picks coming. Um, yeah, a couple first-round picks for Laramie Tunsil. And even guys that they've picked in the second round. Like, would you rather have Mohamed Sanu for a year and a half or Jawan Williams? Well, that's a bad example. Duke Dawson. Rob Gronkowski. That's one. Yeah, but I'd rather have Gronk. What other guys? Patrick is... Chunk. Cyrus Jones. Rob Gronkowski. Bill's second-round uh, <laughs> history. Rob is... Gronkowski trumps all. Okay, but Bill's history in the no, second round. It was a good deal. Really... I don't know. You're never going to regret it. Because no. why would you regret it? No, because right you like because what's uh, unless people unless, have unreal expectations like if they think so they have nine games left yep. if they think he's going to have like 600 100 yard games and 10 touchdowns it's in the not, nine games it's not gonna happen. okay then I don't know what you were thinking right but if you just think he's going to be what he's been an 11 yards per catch receiver who could catch you four balls this game probably could catch you seven in this game but in there is a 50 to 60 catch on average full season that's type guy. That's all I need from him. Right. And is he going to be suspended? Nope. Nope. Is he going to be upset with his role? Nope. Is he going to miss games due to injury? Nope. Probably not. Like, there's no there's no real downside. I mean, yeah, he blows out his ACL. Okay, whatever. That, Freak that things happen. happen. Right. But he's a durable, versatile, reliable, you know productive. Like, there's no downside to it. And you needed it. You wanted it. Now, here, here's a question going off that. Would you rather have Antonio if, Brown? If, no, if all things are equal, Emmanuel Sanders or Mohamed Sanu? Uh, that's a tough one. I think Sanders was the better player. Yep. Is he still the better player? I don't know. But and, he's older and not under control. So if right. you look at it from a business perspective, at their best, I think Sanders is a better player. Right. In his career. I think Sanu is what he is. He's a two slash three. Like, he's a complimentary guy. They seem to have a whole litany of two-slash-threes. That's sort of what they're building. He's always had Julio Jones. Right. A.J. Green. He's, known- he's elite guys next to him. He's not going to have that now. I mean, he has sort of. Edelman, right. but different but from Edel- those guys. Edelman's not Julio Those are Jones. big, all-pro, outside, right. true, number-one NFL receivers. But 
I just I don't see the downside. I really don't. I don't either. What's the big deal? You traded the 63rd, fourth pick in the draft and for a veteran like you productive you receiver. Have, you have him for next year as well at a decent at price. $6 million, right. which you were going to pay more to Humphreys and these other guys, Beasley. Beasley. So money, I'm fine with the money. I, nah, I think it's very good. And plus, yes, he can throw the ball. So that means... You got like double threat with the, the reverse double pass. Even better than that, because I don't want to see that where he got? throws to Tom Brady. Do not throw the ball to Tom Brady. Oh, so now, Sanu, I think you're so smart that if Josh McDaniels calls a play for you to throw it to Tom Brady, don't see? just tuck it and run. Do what's in the best interest of the so football what are you team. Saying? Now that they have another thrower, Sanu could potentially throw it to Edelman, or he or- could just be your emergency quarterback, your bridge quarterback. Who knows? You got all that versatility. I that was Edelman. Well, now you got another guy. Oh, so you're, you're adding the list. If Tom Brady leaves and Stidham gets hurt, you can have oh, Sanu play offense. quarterback and throw it to Edelman. I like it. The offense is better. Or you can try it the other way around. Sure. Or you don't even know. Line up with them both at the wing, and then one goes under center late. Another change of the offense. Good stuff. I like it. I think we're getting a little goofy. I do. All right. So we will be back to you after the game on Sunday. And maybe. Ooh, little little tease here. I have brought up the idea, and I know our boss will eat it up. Of course. It's more content. Because I would like to have him at one point give us a stake. Is he in the building? Um, uh, the trade deadline Tuesday. Yep. 4 p.m., right? Yep. 4 p.m. on Tuesday. I think we may do a podcast after the trade deadline if there's worthy information, if there's enough trades, because we've already had Emmanuel Sanders from the Broncos to the Niners. We've already had Sanu to the Patriots. If that's the bulk of it, then we're not doing one. But if there are other deals, if there are some interesting around-the-NFL-type deals that may have direct or indirect uh, impact on the Patriots, the playoffs, whatever. We will do a, uh, an extra bonus Tuesday off day uh, NFL trade deadline podcast. While we're on the topic, quickly, do the Patriots make a trade? Yes. I do we didn't even mention the Bethel they signed. No, we didn't mention the other podcast either. Pro Bowl special teamer. That's what people tell me, by the way. I, I'm always Three a little dubious. Right. Um, not recently, though. A couple no, of years uh, ago. 2013 to 2015. Now, Bill said we've played it, which is kind of a long time ago. Well, um, Bill also just said he was available because John Harbaugh decided to cut him to get a fourth-round compensation pick. Right. I don't and, know what he was doing. But we also saw Albert McClellan. Yep. Where they brought in last year from the Ravens yep. as well when they yep. cut him, and he was an impact special teams right player away. for them. So this could be a nice upgrade to the special teams units that haven't well, been great. They've been off and on all year. Yeah. Um, so me, it could be a nice just, impact. This was just Justin Bethel over Jordan Richards. Like sure, and so, I think that's an upgrade. You know why? Because Jordan because it isn't great. guarantees that Bill can't put Jordan Richards in the game on defense in like a linebacker position that could cost you the game. Like it. Okay. Um, go to Twitter. At Off Day Pod, follow us. I don't know why, because our boss wants you to. More importantly, no, follow us. We need more. Build the following. Get some more questions. I just want people to listen. All right, listen, love, and rate us. Go to iTunes or whatever your other provider is. Give us a rating, five stars. Lots of Andy is awesome in the little uh, subject headline, and then get to Ryan wherever you get to Ryan. No, you can you can give me some praise a little bit. I, what if I, they don't I, like you? Well, I put up with you every week. I don't think they like you. I put up with you every week. I'm reading that they don't like you. I put up with you every week. That deserves Listen, something. And at some point, that is going to get you a lot of um, a lot of popularity because people are going to be like, I can't believe he puts up with what Andy serves out to him every week. Yeah. He's a good guy. He must be a really good guy. I like that Ryan Hannibal. Say that. Okay. Say that. All right. We'll, Enjoy. We'll, we'll talk to you Sunday after the game. Peace out.